Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we've got a special show lined up for you today. Uh, so let's get right to it. Let's not waste any more time. I'll bring in my right-hand man, Kyle Porter. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm kind of worn out by everything. I just, it's, it feels like it's been four years since all this you, started. You've but, had uh, ebbs and flows during this hiatus. You know, you've been down, you've been up. We're, we're trying to keep you, keep you level here. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm working on it. I, I just, I want it to be over. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> All right. Well, I think there is some, uh, some hope in the future, but let's bring on uh, our guest for today. Excited about this. Uh, P- LPGA, excuse me, tour pro and co-host of the Birdies Not BS podcast. It's Cheyenne Woods. Hi, Cheyenne. Hey guys. What's up? uh according to kyle a lot and nothing at all i think yeah, that one for sure not a lot going on over here either that's a so that's you, a much better podcast name than ours rick birdies yeah, not bs we're gonna have to rebrand i think <laughs> <laughs> uh so so cheyenne where where are you at arizona right now yes so i'm in phoenix arizona this is home for me um it Honestly, it hasn't been horrible. This is like the perfect time of year to be in Phoenix. So I'm not really complaining weather-wise and golf course-wise. But I mean, like you guys said, there's really not, not a whole lot else going on. Yeah, so you're, you're actually in like the epicenter of golf right now. Because uh, according to Golf Advisor, the state with the highest open rate uh, for golf courses is Arizona. So have you been able to, to play? I assume that, you know, there's different policies and procedures set up when you get to courses. But how are you getting out there and keeping your game sharp. Yeah, I mean, we're really lucky to have golf courses open here. I take my sanitizer and my wet wipes everywhere. I wipe down the golf cart, touch anybody, keep keep six feet away. Um, So I'm definitely safe in that sense. But it's weird because like this weekend, I couldn't get a tee time because it's so busy. Is it just for you? I know that, you know, all professional golfers are just traveling a lot. They're on the road a lot. How weird has it been to be kind of just cooped up in, in your house. And, and even when you're not in your house, you're, you're kind of in the same place for a long time, probably for longer than you've been in, in forever. Uh, how, how has that been for you? This, yeah, like you said, this is probably the longest I've ever been home in one time of not traveling, not playing events, not having any, you know, sponsor obligations, pro-ams. It's very, very strange, but I'm thinking this is what it feels like to be a regular person and (laughs) (laughs) to not be living out of a suitcase. Um, But it is very strange. I mean, I've been playing professional golf for the last eight years. So I've been on the road, you know, for eight years straight. And so this time is just very different for me, but I'm trying to do what I can just to to appreciate it because I probably won't have this for a while. Um, So just trying to do what I can to spend time doing productive things, stay up on my game, spend time with family. Um, that's about it, so. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, Kyle, you had Eric Van Ruin on the, on the pod a couple of days. He mm-hmm. kind of said, like, 
yeah, I've been at home and it's been great. Like, I feel like professional <laughs> professional golfers are really the ones that are like, like dogs and professional golfers, I feel like they have no problem with everybody being home all the time. Well, it's uh, funny because little things that you don't think about, like, oh, so I can actually have the same routine for two weeks straight, or I can actually go to the grocery store and buy groceries for more than four days because I'll be home. And so just little things that normal people do in their regular life. I mean, this is something that, us golfers are actually enjoying that. So and I, I want to jump in here real quick, because this is a question that I've always kind of thought about, because because we go to some events, you know, I'll go to five or six events a year, but it's it's certainly not the rigorous travel schedule of a pro. How how hard is it for you when you're on the road to stay healthy, to eat the right stuff? Stuff, to get the right amount of sleep is that is that something that you just kind of learn over time how does that how does that work for you I think that's one of the toughest aspects of traveling and living on the road because every week you're in a different environment different city different stuff you have access to whether it be food or gyms or a time change um, so that was probably the biggest transition for me professional wise going from college to playing professionally um, it's tough, but you have to find what works for you. Find a routine, find meals that you can make in a hotel or restaurants. You can, I go to Chipotle probably every day. Yes. Um, that's like Same. my- <laughs> Yeah, that, that's pros and uh, people like us alike go to Chipotle every single day. <laughs> so yeah, just finding things that can build some type of consistency no matter where you are. Um, you know, little workout routines you can take where you don't need a gym, you don't need equipment. Um, you know, just little tricks that you learn along the way. So, so what does your support staff look like? Because I feel like when I, if I was on the road all the time, even having, whether it's your peers who are also traveling with you to these events where you can, I don't know, go out and, and eat together and just kind of get some sense of routine or, or something like that. Like, are you, are you always finding yourself hanging out with the, with the same, with the same people? Are you, are you traveling with a, a staff? What, what does that look like for you? I normally travel on my own. Um, and then, you know, every week you meet up with some girls, you play practice rounds, you go out to dinner, um, you find something to do in the area. I love finding concerts or something local that I can go do. Um, so finding a good group of girls just to do that because you are on the road a lot during the year. And if you're just doing it solo, you know, for 10 months, that gets pretty lonely. Uh, you'll probably drive yourself crazy. So, um, you know, I find a good group of girls that I hang with, go to dinner and just try to keep yourself busy. Um, so I think that's, that's a really important aspect of living this life. Who is, so, so you talk about playing practice rounds with different people. You, you've played with a ton of people over the, over the years. Who is somebody on the men's or women's side that you've been around that you're like, wow, that person is way better than, than maybe I thought they were or just that, that there's a, there's a perception that, you know, they're an okay golfer, but you play with them and you're like, wow, this person's really good. Um, so first name off you know, off the, off the bat is uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with him was definitely a mind-blowing experience. Uh, I played with him, you know, a couple times, but you see him on TV, you watch videos of his swing online, and just to play next to him is a whole different experience. To watch him practice, it's just, you see why he is who he is. Um, other than Tiger, I would say somebody like an Indy Park, um, mm who you just see the consistency in her game and she's not a super flashy player. You know, she's a great putter. She's very consistent. Um, and she's had so much success on the women's side and in golf in general. Um, being able to see players like that who have sustained such long careers 
and you see why when you're able to play with them. And it's not always flashy. You know, they just get the job done and they're able to perform when it really matters. Yeah. I, I have this I have this take, Rick. I don't know if I've told you this, but oh God. I think These Tiger crazy. <laughs> well, they're not always crazy. They're always interesting, is what you is what you mean to say. Uh yes. I think Tiger is the is the most underrated player of all time. I think I think Jacob actually put out a, a a poll about this on Twitter, and I responded with Tiger because I I just think we it like everything he's done just overwhelms everything that everybody else has done to the point that you know Rory and Brooks win like four majors and you're like ah whatever and I'm like that's <laughs> insane that they've done that but it doesn't it doesn't seem like that so anyway that's my that's my corner that I'm. I on. Could- that though I could see that and Tiger's still playing too so I think it takes some time maybe once he's retired for us to then look back and see okay so he was very and obviously we still appreciate what he's done um but even in just watching I don't know if you guys have watched the MJ documentary I was just gonna bring that up yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you're seeing these highlights and the stats and just the game that he played back then and it's like you can really look back and appreciate the greatness of who he was at that time and still is in the name that he's carried on years and years past so I think Tiger will be something similar to that yeah I I was actually going to mention because Tiger and MJ are are very similar in the fact that like any trivia question that you ask if you just guess them you've probably gotten it right uh but yeah it's almost they're only being compared to themselves at this point and MJ similarly like you go and look at what he did in some of those playoff series and playoff games and he's dropping 50 or 60 points and they're still losing and like it's kind of normal for him it's 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 absolutely insanity and, and I feel like you know it's a gift and a curse to only be compared to yourself yourself exactly yeah. are you are you a lebron or mj guy shane are we really gonna make this comparison <laughs> i mean we're in the middle of the quarantine we don't have anything else to talk about <laughs> i mean i grew up i grew up watching lebron so i'm gonna say lebron but uh, i love i love jordan's the shoes yeah. uh, i'm growing appreciation for them i just got some jordan golf shoes um but watching the documentary, obviously, he was amazing and great. Yeah. I don't know. I can't decide. But uh, right now, I love watching LeBron. I, I like I like the LeBron answer. What are your favorite uh, Jordans, or what Jordans do you have? Which number? Um, the ones. Okay. I guess are a good go-to. Um, yeah. And then I, I don't know the name of the ones that I just got the golf shoes, but I love them. They're comfy. So. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Cheyenne, you are the co-host of the Birdies Not BS podcast. So I, have, I want to get into this because I have a couple of questions about it because what I like about this is a few things. Uh, you kind of just tackle what seems to be like one thing every week, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what do I really need in my golf bag? What's my golf handicap and doesn't matter? Things like that. And it's like 10 minutes, which is like, awesome right like i i love that <laughs> i was actually playing it or i was playing this earlier and my wife who's home from work now uh was like who is this she sounds cool i'm like okay i'll i'll tell her she sounds cool in a second um, <laughs> but but i, I want to dive into this because like how did you get into or want to start this podcast and and what we know is it's one thing to start a podcast it's another to keep it going you're now like 40 episodes into this thing you've got a busy schedule talk me through this pod so we started birdies not bs last year the week of the masters um and we came up with the idea a friend of mine who's a club fitter here in phoenix um his wife is a beginner golfer and she's trying to learn and she felt like there was just so much information in the golf world and she wanted something that was easily digestible and just cut the bull out 
Like, I don't want to be sold something. I don't want the fluff. I don't want the flash. Like, just tell me exactly how it is and what I need to know. And so we came up with the idea of the podcast and we have a variety of, of topics, you know, the very basics of what do I wear at the golf course? What's appropriate? What's not versus, you know, is golf racist, you know, and tackling a topic like that, that has been, you know, a a subject for years and years and years. But, um, you know, this year is our season two and we've been bringing on guests, you know, celebrities or other athletes that love to play golf and just having conversations so we can all just, you know, appreciate this game together and seeing what their experience has been through golf. So it's been fun. You know, this is our second season and we've found out a system while I'm traveling to record on the road. What have, what have you learned in terms of, so you're, you're, you know, been on the playing side of it for years and years and years. Now you're, you know, sort of on a little bit of the media side of it, not, you know, as much as playing, but is there anything that you've learned in, in terms of being on kind of the other side, the side that we're on a lot of times, um, just from doing that for the last year or so? Yeah, it's definitely different being on this side, but I've always enjoyed doing media and I I studied journalism and communication in college. And so it was always an interest of mine. Um, But I do think just the research, the behind the scenes, you know, the editing and just organizing everything and making sure it all comes together. It's easy to have a conversation with somebody and just kind of go back and forth, but you want it to be something that people can get something out of and not just I don't know, just talking about nothing for 20 minutes. So that's what um, we do. (laughs) (laughs) You guys make it look so natural and it still comes out with like great content. So, yeah. Well, what I really dig about this is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but kind of the vibe I get from this podcast is you're not necessarily a, a traditionalist. I mean, I listen, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like we've got guys who, you know, don't want to play the masters in April because the azaleas won't be blooming on Magnolia lane and it can only be played in April. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, let them wear shorts, give them, give them, uh, give them range finders. Like, I don't care. Let's go. Let's do it. Where do you fall in that spectrum of kind of super traditional to the other extreme? I'm definitely somewhere in the middle because um, we actually, I've played a Symmetra event, Symmetra Tour event earlier this year and the conversation was, you know, we're allowed to use rangefinders now. And I just feel like it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch my rangefinder. It doesn't feel right. I would rather walk off every distance. Um, but again, the game is evolving. And so I would say I'm somewhere in the middle of, yes, let them wear shorts. Let's play some music. Let's have a walk-up song. There you go. But, um, you know, range finders, I'm, you know, not completely sold on. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. Let me, let me dive into this range finder thing real quick. <laughs> okay. You, because I don't know this. Okay, so you're out there playing. Uh, when you walk off a number, your caddy walks off a number, whatever it is, are you guys getting the exact number? Like how, like you're getting it down to like the yard, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes like, let's say I get 124, he gets 126. Like, okay, let's say, let's call it 125. I'm not like a super, it's 124.5. Like, I'm not that person. Um, It's either a half pitching wedge or a full, like, I don't know. So um, I'm I'm not like super, super specific about my caddying having the exact same. I I actually believe that you guys are so good at getting the right number that you've actually like broken it. And now we'll just give you range finders. Like you don't need, like you're going to get the exact number anyway. You know what I mean? So you might as well just make it quicker, I guess. Everyone's legs are different lengths. Like you might be taking longer steps or shorter steps. So, I mean, it's all relative, I guess. I love it. That's, that's like the, uh, the 17 open whenever Spieth was off the 
planet uh at Burkdale and uh Greller's up on the hill and I mean you can't there's no there's no number like it's it doesn't even exist and he's like he's like yelling at him just give me a round number just something yeah. that's round that I can hit 150 you. is it 180 like anything <laughs> that's that's really funny what so you played all over the world obviously a ton of different events courses uh leagues tours everything what what's one what or what give me a couple of places that just have stood out to you in terms of like man that was that was cool just beyond the competition and the event that was just like a really sweet place to to play golf so i played a year and a half on the european tour and um i still have european tour status so i'll go back and forth and play some of their events um but definitely some of the places that they travel are absolutely amazing i played just outside of new delhi in india Mm. Um, and just to be able to go somewhere, you would probably never go in your life other than for this tournament. Um, so, you know, the course is absolutely amazing designed by Gary player. Um, and then you go into the city and you see the history, you're going to the street markets, you see the culture, you go to, um, everywhere, you know, we had a tour of the, um, I'm totally blanking. What is like the big touristy thing? In uh, Taj, Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's going to sound bad. Um, but the tour, you know, took a bus to the Taj Mahal and just be able to experience these life um, events that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Um, so yeah. India, South Africa is one of my favorite places to play golf as well. Um, I also love playing anywhere in Scotland. One of my favorite types of golf is links. And so whether it's a British Open or the Scottish Open, I love being able to go to Scotland and just play that just true original form of golf. It seems like, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting this, uh, this feeling from some of your answers, but when you're traveling, uh, you're also trying to take in whatever local spot you're in, it seems, right? Is it, is, are you trying to do touristy things? Is it all business? Uh, is it just a couple of dinners out? Like, what's, where, where are you at when you're, when you're there for a week? I think it definitely depends on where we are. You know, um, you know we're playing in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> I'll probably have a few random restaurants I hit up, but um, you know, when you are somewhere like South Africa or Germany or India, those are places that I, I see as true opportunities to take in, to, um, to have a life experience and to be able to not only play golf at the highest level, but also have memories to, to take with me. Um, so it's a mixture, you know, depending on the week and where we are, but I do think it's important to have a balance no matter where you're competing, whether it's just going to see a movie or going to the Taj Mahal, um, you know, it's so important to have a balance because we play, you know, 30, 35 weeks in a year. And if it's all golf, 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 you're going to get so burned out um, just traveling from city to city. So I think it's so important to keep a mix in there of some fun things and then business as usual. Give me your, your favorite thing about being a pro and your least favorite thing. Because I think, I think people look at being a professional golfer and they're like, Oh, I'd do that for free. And it's like, well, you don't really understand like what, <laughs> what goes into it, you know? And so I'm just curious about like what your just kind of a, maybe even a moment where you look around and you're like, wow, I can't believe like I get to do this. And then maybe another thing that you're like, you know, this is, that's like a really difficult thing that I didn't expect to be true of being a professional golfer. Um, I would say both are almost the same thing um, in terms of travel. So a great thing about what we do, like I said, is traveling. Um, last year, I finished my year playing two European events. I played in Kenya for the first time ever. And it was a moment of, it was the first time ever a golf tournament in Kenya. 
Um, and I went on a safari. I got went into the local uh, neighborhoods and met the local people, local schools. I got a tour. Um, and then to compete, um, I played well. And it just was like a perfect balance of I'm doing what I love and I'm experiencing something really special and unique that no one in my family has experienced, never in my life I thought I would experience. And so that's something where I sat back and thought how lucky I truly am to be doing what I do. Um, but at the same time, you know, I missed Thanksgiving this year with my family. I've missed yeah. birthdays and graduations. And um, we spend a lot of time away from home and away from loved ones. That It is very difficult. You are making a sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to cover this because you, you we, we chatted about this a little bit uh, at the top. You played, I think it was last week, this poker tournament. Okay. Yeah. This is with yeah. other other professional golfers. I believe it was called Chipping All In Virtual Poker Tournament. It was to raise funds for coronavirus, right? Uh, to, yeah. to help out? Yes. So it was through MGM and it was to raise money through their MGM foundation where they're raising money for their employees who are not able to work right now. So um, trying to help them out during this, you know, this tough time. Got it. How'd it go? How'd you do? You know what? <laughs> I've never played poker in my life. <laughs> I tried to practice. And I think I did some pretty good, uh, you know, preparation. I made it at my table. I was fourth place. I think of like eight of us. So, you know, uh, middle of the pack. that's fair. Um, <laughs> so I held my own, you know, and it's always easier when you're playing with fake money. So that was, <laughs> uh, yeah, was that's true. You can just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was a cool experience. You know, and you're watching other tables, you know, you got Annika Sorenstam, John Daly, um, some of these huge names that are playing right alongside you virtually. Um, so it was a really <laughs> cool event that, that they put together. And it was fun. You know, you have the, the banner, the trash talk back and forth through everybody. Allison Lee was at my table. So oh, cool. know, us we're just kind of getting after it. So it was something fun, something different for us golfers. That's awesome. Yeah. Give me, give me, so you went to Wake Forest. Give me your all-time favorite Wake Forest athlete. Are Ooh. you going, is it, are you, do, oh, are you a Chris Paul? So are you a Webb Simpson? What's, what's the, you know what? Can I give you a top three? <laughs> yeah, give me. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's go. Top three. So number one, obviously, Mr. Palmer, Mr. Arnold Palmer, uh, mm. the original, you know, the first Demon Deacon golfer that really made a name for the program. Um, and I got to go with Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. I love mm. basketball. I absolutely love basketball. So that was, you know, obviously the golf was important, but going to Wake Forest, I really enjoyed the basketball aspect too, just being able to watch great games, great division, um, and other athletes just doing what they love. You know, Rick, uh, 1995, uh, March Madness. No, uh, was it 95? Yeah. Tim Duncan, Wake Forest, Oklahoma State beats them in the Sweet 16 uh, and ends up going to the Final Four. I went to Oklahoma State, Cheyenne, so I'm, okay. I'm all about the, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was, that was big country over Tim Duncan. It was a, it was a tough look for Timmy D. <laughs> We do a uh, we we know we do our picks every week for the tournament, and Kyle is very on brand. He only ever picks an Oklahoma State alum That's to win the golf tournament. Long. First of all, which there's all. a lot of them, so I mean it's like not a bad pick. Like you know you got a lot to choose from, but he always it's either Oklahoma State or Rory are the two options. <laughs> Right? Am I wrong? That's that's actually sort of true. Yeah, it took <laughs> me like then as an Oklahoma State guy then. Yeah, it took me like two two episodes to figure that out. I was like, wait, he's just picking Oklahoma State guys the whole time. <laughs> this is something weird. Uh, 
No, it's certainly not. Cheyenne, so you're spending a lot more time at home. Uh, golf is still available, a little hard to get tee times. What, what are you doing at home to pass the time? Uh, you, got, you got any good hobbies that you can do indoors? You know, I got a bicycle, so I've oh. been riding my bike outside. Um, but indoor hobbies, you know, I love to cook, bake. I've been making my family a lot of, um, like, banana bread and cookies. And I try to get it out of my house as soon as possible, just hand it off to my brother and my mom. Um, you know, I've got some grass in my backyard. I work on my chipping, got a little putting mat in the living room, you know, working on that fundamentals, mirror work. Um, I tried to do a puzzle and I realized puzzles are not for me. <laughs> so I skipped that whole trend. Um, but yeah, just trying to kill time and not be too lazy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Walking the dog has been my go-to, uh, my go-to activity gets, gets you out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, like, are we going to go on our ninth walk today or should we just eat again? Should we eat again? Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Um, okay. So what we, what we kind of do, uh, sometimes here is we kind of like play commissioner for a day, uh, where we get to make the rules and there's no limits to it. Uh, and then there was also recently, uh, on Twitter, this kind of popped up. It was like, if you could change one rule about your favorite sport, what would it be? And Kyle, yours was for reference, if correct me if I'm wrong, play the Ryder cup every year. Was that right? Yeah. Every year. Yeah. 
I mean, we play the we play the Masters and the Open and all the majors every year. Why not play the Ryder Cup every year? That's true. Not bad. Okay, so for reference, mine was add a 10 handicapper to every field so we can see how tough <laughs> oh, the course actually good. is. Because everyone that's, always... That's really good. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, I'd shoot like 85 out there. Like, no chance. You'd shoot like 185. So you put you someone shoot, yeah, in there add for a, Add a one to it. <laughs> yeah. So, Cheyenne, now this is your opportunity. You get to change one rule, add one rule to the game of golf. You got anything for us? I'm ready. I would say, I think this would make it really interesting come Sunday afternoon. Every player gets one mulligan. Oh um, my God. So, I'm all in. <laughs> oh my God. So, are you going to use it, you know, on Thursday or Friday? Or are you going to oh. save it for Sunday afternoon when you have that 12 footer on 18? Um, you know, when do you use it? I think that would that's, be so interesting to that's see. That's so that's the good. Best thing I've ever heard. One, just yeah. one moment. Could you imagine? First of all, I'd burn mine Thursday morning first tee. Not the first tee. Yeah, but <laughs> but because listen, you can't you if you don't get to the weekend, you can't use it on the weekend. That would be my problem. But that would imagine that. Oh my gosh, like guys putting to make the cut or putting to win tournaments. Or, oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. I love this one. This yeah. one's amazing. I think I think we should really do this. You you would have it would it'd be tough if like you're. I mean, what if Kepka got to like re-putt on 18 at the masters last year and all of a sudden they're in a they're in a playoff yeah how, how about this you can use it for yourself or you have to make someone else re-hit a shot oh geez. Mm. And so burn some, it on them. somebody somebody drops a 50 footer on 18 he's got to he's got to put it again you this sounds it. like I'm, I'm actually surprised that the european tour hasn't implemented this already they they implement everything they're willing yeah. to try anything which is awesome like the the shot clock and the golf sixes and everything. Uh, I need, I need this. I think this is we awesome. To, we might have to tweet them about this and see. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Add that to the schedule. I really like that. And, and um, correct me if I'm wrong. The European tour does dabble a little bit in what did they have this year? It wasn't necessarily a co-ed event, but it was two simultaneous events going on at the same time. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, so it's called the Vic Open. Uh, right. This was my third year playing it, and this was the first year it was actually co-sanctioned with the LPGA. Um, LPGA, Ladies European Tour, and then the men's side of everything. So down in Australia, it's two um, a men's, men's event, women's event, uh, same prize money, uh, only event to ever do that. And the really cool thing is you're playing the same golf course, and they um, alternate tee time. So Say it's a men's tea time, women's tea time, men's tea time, women's tea time. So if you're out there as a fan, you literally get the best of both worlds. And for us, it's cool just to be warming up next to each other. You know, you see in front of you, um, whoever it might be is putting out the, on the men's side for the win. Um, so I don't know. It's just a really cool environment. And I think golf could totally use that a little bit more in, in our everyday events. Yeah, I, I, I still one of my favorite things that has been, I mean, it was sort of it didn't coincide but the uh, was it the 14 us open at uh, at pinehurst when they had the men's and then the women's and you're like trading yardage books and i just i don't know i thought that was really cool yeah i just think it's one of those sports where you can do that you can play the same course maybe set it up differently um you know the games are very different so it would be interesting for fans to see how the course is played by a woman versus a man. Um, and then again, just the camaraderie between players and the respect amongst tours, I think would be really cool to see. 
So let's dive into that. Uh, the difference between the two games, as you're as you're mentioning, outside of driving distance, it, what's what's like the big difference between the men's game and the women's game? I would say on a week to week basis, uh, our courses play a little bit longer than the men's courses do for them. We're hitting a lot more six irons, seven irons into the greens, whereas they might be a pitching wedge or nine iron. Um, so in terms of that, you're seeing a little bit different of strategy or style of play. Um, and then it, the women are known for being great around the greens as the men are, I guess, but, um, just different type of golf that you're playing. And I guess the length is a big aspect of that. For sure. Uh, quick rapid fire question here for you. Uh, mashed potatoes, get in the hole and Baba Booey, which was the worst? Oh, uh, <laughs> all of them is the uh, correct answer. <laughs> okay, yes. But mashed potatoes, what does that even mean? I don't know. Yeah, they're they're all just they're atrocious. All it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, all the above. My my commissioner for the day is um you are sent to prison for ten years if you say one of those on a golf course. Like, well, that's like the that that's the twenty twelve US Open, the Webb Simpson US Open, Birdman. You're out of yeah. here, buddy. Jail you're cell. Out. You're out. Get out of here. Um. Um, okay. So you're, you're hanging out at home. Uh, you're cooking, you're walking the dog. I mean, what is it? What are you, are you trying to schedule things out Cheyenne for the next, I don't know, couple of weeks, couple of months. Like, what are you, what, what, what is the future for you? What is next for you? Just stay ready until we find out what happens. Yeah. I've just been working throughout the week with my coach and practicing. And as of right now, our next event isn't until mid June. So I still almost have almost two months of this being home and, you know, gyms are closed. So I'm doing what I can at home and outside. And again, just trying to stay in shape, golf shape and ready to play whenever that does happen, you know, and mentally be ready if they do say, okay, it's another 30 days that we're going to have to postpone events. We're not playing till July. So just mentally being ready and staying motivated, I think is one of the, the weird things of you don't necessarily know what you're practicing for. Yes, I want to practice. I want to improve my game. But what event am I looking to be um, peaking at? Um, so right now, you know, in my mind, mid-June is where we are. First LPGA event is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm gearing up for. That's awesome. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for coming on today. Best of luck when we get golf back. We'll be rooting for you. So thank you so much. Uh, you can get Cheyenne on both Twitter and Instagram at Cheyenne underscore Woods. You can find her on the Birdies Not BS podcast. And if you have a smart speaker, Alexa, Google Home, ask it to play the First Cut Golf podcast and you'll hear this episode. That'll do Love it. Love it. Yeah, pretty cool, right? It's 2020. Uh <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of The First Cut. Uh, Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. I'm Rick Gaiman at Rick Run Good. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 